Happy Sunday, Moog family. It's Scott from Moog Societies here to drop another episode of amazing content for you. I have some amazing stories lined up for you today. One story in particular that should be headlining all the mainstream media's headlines right now, but not one of them from what I've seen has touched it. It's going to blow your mind to see what lawsuit that went through. Um, It was filed on the 16th. I'm going to show you the charges and just an overall view of this case. It's going to blow your mind. I'm going to show it at the end. So you're going to want to stick around for that. Uh, Today, we're just going to touch up on an Epstein story to keep you guys updated with that. Um, We're going to tie in a bunch of Q drops into the articles that I'm talking today. We're just doing basic news. I haven't had time to do um, digs because just work, um, Christmas parties. It's just this time of the year is very crazy. Uh, But we're going to be doing a lot of uh, interesting articles and news stories you guys aren't going to want to miss. So let's tidy up the essentials real quick. You guys see my YouTube channel here at Woke Societies here. Uh, Subscribe, like, share, tell your friends and family about it. Hit that subscribe button. You guys can go to my website, which is updated every single day. I have all the podcasting links to the major podcasting platforms you guys can see. And if you want, you can even stream the audio right from my website at wokesociety.com. And if that's not good enough, I have my backup channel for you guys as well. If you hate YouTube, um, BitChute, right there. It's all right there for you guys. And I'm sorry for my podcast listeners. You won't be able to see the sweater that I'm wearing. This is an Epstein Christmas sweater that my wife bought me um, in the beginning of the month. And I just haven't had, this wasn't feeling a good time to wear, you know, a pedophile's face on, on your on your shirt, you know. But today, I felt like it was a good day. It's three days away from Christmas. And it's a really funny sweater. Um, I can't read it upside down, so I'm just going to read it because um, I put it on my phone. The sweater says, Christmas lights are a lot like Epstein. They don't hang themselves. So I thought that was absolutely hilarious. That's why I'm wearing it today to fit in with the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, to fit in with the Christmas theme. So there you go, guys. Subscribe, like, share, tell your friends and family, support independent media. We are the news now, right? So let's jump right into the news articles that I want to discuss today and let's get ready to blow your minds. So the first one, I just want to keep you guys updated on anything, everything Epstein. You guys probably saw this um, before. This article came out two days ago. It was about missing footage from Epstein's jail cell resurfaces after prosecutors claimed it no longer existed. The original articles that I saw on this, guys, were just straight up. We lost the tapes. That This was the original attempted suicide when Epstein first got to the Manhattan um, Correctional Facility. Uh, this is the one where... He thought he was actually getting attacked by uh, that the guy that um, did like four murders or whatever. He's jacked, and uh, this is that was this situation. What this is referring to, but as apparently those tapes have been found now. So the article reads: A day after claiming that surveillance footage from Jeffrey Epstein's July twenty third suicide attempt was missing, prosecutors confirmed that the video had actually been preserved by the Metropolitan Correctional Center staff. Earlier today, the government confirmed with MCC staff that the video was preserved by MCC staff upon defense counsel's request. Federal prosecutor Jason Swergold wrote in a letter to Judge Kenneth Karras. Karras is presiding over the case of accused quadruple murder and former cop Nick Tartileone, that's his name, who shared Epstein's cell at the time of the attempt. Epstein was found nearly unconscious with neck injuries and what was ruled a suicide attempt at the time, but news broke in August that Epstein had accused. Uh, this Nick guy of inflicting the injuries. 
We are very pleased the video the video was preserved as we had asked Bruce Barkett, Tardy Loan's attorney, set on early Friday morning. We look forward to viewing it. So, I mean, it's everything involved with Epstein has been super sketchy. And uh, it's just one thing after another. It's got deep state fingerprints all over it. And when I saw this originally, I wasn't surprised that the, that the tapes had gone missing. Me personally, I would love to see the tapes myself. Maybe one day they'll get leaked and we can actually see what happened. But until then, we'll just have to wait and see, right? But so far, nothing else really has come out um, about the Epstein case, uh, Gisling Maxwell. Um, I, I still don't know what's going to what's gonna happen. Like Everyone right now is so focused on FISA and Durham and the FBI and the impeachment. I just hope this doesn't get swept under the rug. I really, really hope not. But that's all I got for Epstein. So let's switch gears into the FISA real quick. Now, this was something that I found super interesting. The NSA Director Rogers disclosed FISA abuse days after page warrant was issued. And this is big, guys, because this is a director from the NSA that pretty much he caught the FISA abuses, the, irreg the irregularities in what was going on with the FBI as far as filing for FISA warrants. He caught real quick that something was amiss. And now it's out in public view that he warned the FISA courts of what was going on in 2016. So let's read the article. We're not going to read the whole thing, but let's just take a look at this. This was, yeah, this was from October 17, 2018. So on March 9, 2016, Department of Justice Oversight personnel learned that the FBI had been employing outside contractors who had access to raw section 702 FISA data and returned that access after their work for the FBI was completed. This information was disclosed in a 99-page FISA court ruling on April 26, 2017 that was declassified by Director of National Intelligence Dan Coates. That wasn't an isolated incident and improper access granted to outside contractors seems to have been the result of deliberate decision making. So the, the fact that the, the outside contractors were receiving this information was a huge red flag when this whole entire scam started. And on the same day of the discovery of the FBI's use of private contractors, take a look at this. FBI lawyer Lisa Page, who we all know is, she's, she's done. Lisa Page sent a text to an FBI agent, Peter Stroke, need to try to fix a huge F up. Page quickly corrected her typo by texting WFO, an, abbrevi an abbreviation for FBI's Washington field office. Rogers played a huge role in uncovering ongoing FISA abuses and his efforts are revealed in the April 26, 2017 FISA court ruling. Significant changes to the handling of the raw Section 702 FISA data resulted from the FISA court's findings. And on April 18, 2016, Rogers moved aggressively in response to these disclosures. He abruptly shut down all FBI outside contractor access because he knew there was something extremely wrong about this and they, these outside contractors should have no access to this information. So Rogers shut it down. And at this point, both the FBI and the DOJ's National Security Division became aware of Rogers' compliance review. They may have known earlier, but they were certainly aware after outside contractor access was halted. So this entire thing, guys, made completely black mark the FBI. We knew it. We know it's ruined their reputation and it made the FISA courts just look completely inept. 
So you already know they're upset about this. But the article is saying here, even if they were unaware and the FBI was swindling them, they knew even if Rogers didn't say anything, they knew when Rogers said they were cutting outside contractor access, that should have told them right there that something was wrong. So this is, again, an NSA director that was ahead of the situation and was warning everybody about this, telling telling the FISA courts, hey, what's going on with the FBI with these FISA warrants is completely illegal. So this article, which came out December 20th, two days ago, this is the bombshell because former NSA director is cooperating with probe of Trump-Russia investigation, and we all know the name for him. This is John Durham. So the article reads, former director of the National Security Agency has been cooperating with the Justice Department's probe into the origins of the counterintelligence investigation of the Trump presidential campaign's alleged ties to Russia, according to four people familiar with Rogers' participation. Rogers has met the prosecutor leading the probe, Connecticut U.S. Attorney John Durham, on multiple occasions, according to two people familiar with Rogers' cooperation. While the substance of those meetings is not clear, Rogers has cooperated voluntarily, several people with knowledge of the matter said. Rogers, who retired in May 2018, did not respond to requests for comment. Now, Rogers retired, and when I read that, it reminded me of the Q drop that dropped last week. This is before this article. This is from The Intercept. Remember, The Intercept dropped this article December 20th, letting everyone know that Rogers is voluntarily helping and cooperating with Durham, which is huge. And what did Q drop on the, let's see here. This was July 9th, guys, July 9th, 2019. So this past summer, post 3389, Q asked a question, did Admiral Rogers retire so he can be called a witness in John Durham's Spygate investigation? <clears throat> AJ and Rogers meeting, Durham and Rogers meeting. Why did Rogers retire? Why did Rogers visit POTUS at TT? This is uh, Trump Tower without authorization shortly after a skiff that's a sensitive compart- compartmented information facility was installed. Why did select former ABC directors call for the removal of Rogers? Why did POTUS move his transition command center base of ops from the Trump Tower the very next day? So there's a lot in there. But we knew the director, Trump knew he was being spied on, so that's why he moved his operation. But at the same time, Admiral Rogers was there also warning Trump of what was going on. But the the key thing I want you guys to take away from this is, again, Q dropped this months prior. This is July 9th that Q dropped this, post-3389. And now it was made public just two days ago, an hour in December, December 20th, that Admiral Rogers is working in cooperation with John Durham. And guys, I can't express the the, the enormity of, of, of something like this. Not only is it a Q proof, but at the same time, we have an NSA director that has access to a trove of information. And he's going to expose everyone that was in Spygate all the way up and all the way up to Obama. The level of corruption has reached its highest levels in this in this case and it's going to be exposed and q knew it was going to happen he knew they knew q knew that rogers was going to be working with durham they dropped this in, in july absolutely amazing 
amazing stuff. So that is that news, and we're all going to be waiting for the Durham report because it's going to be more. That that's the report everyone's really waiting for because it's going to have criminal indictments. That's what everyone's waiting for. So, speaking of criminal indictments, I want to get into this because I believe that Soros may be the first unsealed indictment that Q is talking about. That it's going to be a big one. It's going to change the world. It's going to unify the world. Now, I'm looking at a tweet here from Amazing Polly. And this, she's referencing a video of Rudy Giuliani talking about siphon money from the United States government to Ukraine. I'm going to play the clip here, but let me just read her tweet. Polly says, Rudy named Soros. Ukraine was taken over by George Soros in 1991. He employed Ukrainian emergies from Canada and elsewhere to set up his empire. Since then, he has siphoned money to his NGOs and himself through foreign aid, the EBRD, the IMF, etc. And down here she covers um, her own video of Soros and how he became to take control and power over Ukraine. And the first thing he did, his first order of business, was to lay off 600000 from the military. So right off the bat, guys, you know what Soros is about. I don't have to get into that. But let's just take a listen to what uh, Giuliani had said in this clip here about Soros. Love to see it. I, I want to show you one other document okay. that I think probably gets the President of the United States angrier than anything else, and you'll see why in a minute. This is an accounting uh, report going back to 2017. This is during the Obama administration. The Ukrainians located $5.3 billion in foreign aid that was being misspent. About 80% of that is our money. That's what he keeps saying about, he was worried about how Ukraine spends money. Here's the proof. Not, you know, a Adam Schiff lies. Here's the proof. Now, the Ukrainians started to investigate this. Two people from our embassy went to see them and told them, don't investigate it. We, 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 don't, we don't care. We don't care about the $5.3 billion of our taxpayers' money. And you say, well, why would they do that? And then there was even a lot more pressure. Why would they do that? Because... What this shows is that our embassy was giving this money not to the government. They were giving it to NGOs. I, you know who the biggest NGO owner is? Yeah, George Soros. Oh, my God, anti-Semitic. We, we're anti-Semitic now. I know. We said the word George Soros. I'll be damned if you're going to call me anti-Semitic. So right there, guys, you can hear it. You can absolutely... George Soros, the man that sent money over to Ukraine... And on top of it, because of the kickbacks and the amount of money that was received over there, he took some of it for himself. But our government at the time under Obama said, "Don't, don't worry about it. We're not gonna. We don't care about it." Five point eight billion dollars. And Soros is a philanthropist, also heading the Greta Thun, whatever her name. I can't even pronounce her name. It doesn't matter. I can't stand her. The Greta Thunberg um, climate girl. It's all, all that, that whole entire crew is all Soros. But this reading this, and there's another, there was another Twitter thread I just couldn't find, but seeing this just made me think maybe it will be Soros to be the first one to go down because if he goes down, imagine the names that he will start chirping. But it's riddled, riddled with corruption. And this is the drop I'm referring to. This is the one that came out uh, three days ago. And Q says, shock the world. Brennan Patriot, hold your head up high. POTUS was not harmed in any way. This is talking about the uh, impeachment. 
Sometimes you must sacrifice yourself for the greater good. I will gladly take all those slings and arrows. And we know that Trump says that all the time. But even that, that can be undone. The enormity of what is coming will shock the world. And I believe an indictment of someone on Soros' level or himself will be that shock to the world. But we'll have to see. I'm not sure. So another article I wanted to get into here. This one was very disturbing. And there's a lot of cue links to this as well. But I just... Everyone has a cell phone, so I thought this was pertinent to anyone. Um, The New York Times was able to track Trump's movements with a leaked location data showing how easy it is to spy on people via their phones. And from what the article is saying here, it says the New York Times were able to track the movements of President Donald Trump using cell phone data. The Times said it had leaked phone, phone data to track the movements of someone in his entourage believed to be a Secret Service agent, as well as found the agent's name and home address. The Times said it replicated the exercise and identified workers at numerous sensitive sites in Washington, D.C., including the Pentagon, the Supreme Court, and Capitol Hill. The ease with which non-experts at the Times could do this shows the extreme vulnerability in location data. Hostile states are almost certainly able to do far more. So think about it, guys. The New York Times was able to use technology. They're not even government. And they were able to use cell phone geolocators just like cell phone data, GPS, who who the hell knows? But they themselves were able to track our president's location. And if they're able to track a president, imagine what they could do to a regular person like you and me. I just thought it was extremely scary that they had capabilities of doing this. But just looking at bits and pieces of the article here, let's see here. Um, The Times observed that such data could lead to compromising information like evidence of extramarital affairs or medical problems. It said it found that one person was frequently in the Pentagon also made visits to a mental health and substance use use facility. Super personal information, right? Insecure security practices have been a hallmark of the Trump Trump, uh, administration. The president's phone conversations had previously put national security at risk and did not use a secure phone to to tweet until months into his presidency. Mar-a-Lago is used to have lax security. However, the Times painted a picture of a problem that is not due to Trump's actions, but is instead a nationwide and indeed international problem born of poor regulation, low public awareness, and unscrupulous private companies. The result, the Times said, is that tracking and identifying people is easy and that there is no regulation to stop the exchange of such data between different parties and companies for profit. We all know what happened with Facebook, right? So they got sued for $5 billion for selling our information to third-party contractors. Experts warned the Times about the risk that such vulnerabilities could create for the U.S. and how they would be exploited by countries like Russia or China. So guys, when I was seeing this, I was trying to find the Q-drops because I know there are some Q-drops related to geotracking, and I found some. And we had a, I had to go real far back here this is in the beginning when q first started posting this is post number 66 and anon uh, posts on the board asking q <coughs> excuse me let's be clear you're telling us potus is currently under attack by your own intelligence agencies and this is what q responded let's be real clear the cia just attacked the command in chief which was immediately detected by the nsa military intelligence, and alerted to POTUS. 
re-review all my crumbs, including today, yesterday, and the weekend. What does this mean? What actions are immediately occurring? If this leaks or the immediate action ongoing at Langley, you'll have your verification ahead of schedule. So again, this is the NSA. The NSA was the ones alerting the president to a threat. Just, just like in this article that I said prior here with Rogers, or the Q drop here, Rogers met with POTUS to warn him of what was going on. And most likely that is the reason why he moved his uh, base of operations from Trump Towers, because he knew he was being spied on. But let's look at the um, another Q drop here. This is Q drop 65, November 2nd, 2017. The title is Twitter Geotracking. Three-letter agency embedded tracking slash up channel into POTUS's Twitter to specifically target through specialized geo and send his location. We anticipated this. See post a few hours ago. It has begun. Perhaps more posts to follow as expected imminent departure. Guys, we all know Trump had, had has probably more um, assassination attempts than we even know about. But if they were able, if the CIA was going after our president, like what, what implications does this have as far as who... Who is going to be held responsible for this? If this can be done to a president, this can be done to any one of us. Any one of us. And just another Q drop in regards to this. This was a post. This was drop 78, November 5th, 2017. And Q is asking, when was POTUS's Twitter taken down? And as you go down into the drop, it says, how precise is geo-trafficking non-public C-level pro? So Q here looks like it's referring to a, a technology that is non-public. It's probably government, military grade. But as we see here in the article from Business Insider, the New York Times had technology that, that was able to locate Trump using geotechnology as well, but probably not as sophisticated as what the CIA or the military has. Just crazy, crazy stuff. So this is why, guys, what I'm saying, like, when Trump is saying he is taking the slings and arrows, he is really taking that on. He is doing everything he possibly can to save our republic, and he's doing an amazing job. It's why he's going to get reelected. But I just thought this was super interesting um, that it was this is out in the public now, that this was actually happening, and Q was talking about this two years prior, that this was going down. Just crazy stuff. Super interesting. And just a quick, uh, another quick tweet here. I saw this yesterday, and I thought it was just interesting. Um, John McAfee tweeted, How have at the Mrs. McAfee and myself avoided authorities for the past month? And the answer he put is, We have no cell phones. The CIA and other covert agencies have evolved to depend 99% on cell phone surveillance. Everybody has one except us. The old feet-on-the-ground surveillance has retired. And that couldn't be more true and more relevant than today. Super scary stuff, guys. If you don't have a VPN, I don't even know if that can you know, help with something as far as CIA detecting you. But if the CIA is watching you, you got to be into some crazy, some crazy shit. But um, get the VPN on your phones. Get it on your computers. Just protect yourselves. I have it on here. You need to do it. So that's that. So let's get into the big story that I want to talk about. This is huge, guys. This is this is a story that should be, besides the impeachment, this should be like the second on the list for 
how crazy and how disturbing this lawsuit is. So let's take a look here. This is from a Twitter handle, Trump45 in 2020. He writes, this is huge. Look at the defendants on the left. We have Google, Facebook, DeepMind Incorporated, Tesla, Alphabet Inc., Zuckerberg, and Elon Musk. Two complaints on, it says RT from victims. Read the charges below. It's startling. So first of all, I wanted to make sure this case is real and I was able to track it. It has been submitted to a court in California. This is a real case. This is not fake news. So if you guys pull up the actual PDF, which I have right here, the original complaint is from a guy named, it looks like Sirius, Sirius Parsa. And let's see if I can find it. Yes, yeah, Sirius, Sirius A. Parsa. He works from the AI organization, and it looks like La Jolla, California. And this was just filed December 16th, 2019, so last week. This is very new. And this is what we have reading here. I'm not going to read all of it because I do not want to get, I don't want to get any strikes or my channel taken down, but you guys can read it here. It says the AI organization incorporated Cirrus A. Parsa, Victims of persecution and rape, torture, concentration camps, sex, human and organ trafficking, and organ harvesting in China, Hong Kong, America, and around the world. And not limited to democracy activists. And you could read the rest. I'm not going to read those words because they trigger the algorithms, but you can read the rest. And again, you can see the defendants here, again, listed Google, Facebook, DeepMind, and DeepMind, guys, was from just another drop. I don't remember if that was when right before Q went offline in August. But remember, Google was um, Q was talking about the program DeepMind, which is this gigantic AI system that is able to pick up and learn human tendencies, human emotions, and it's able to predict based on their knowledge what humans will do as a whole, as a species, and able to throughout that if it feels like it's going to be a threat to the AI itself. And that's just one aspect. That's DeepMind. We have Alphabet Inc., Neuralink, Tesla, Larry Page, Sergey Brin, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, and the list goes on. But what I want you to see here, guys, are the charges. The charges, they're mind-blowing. So let's just go over some of them because there's a lot. <coughs> Excuse me. Misuse of artificial intelligence, cybernetics, robotics, biometrics, bioengineering, 5G, and quantum computer technology. Endangering the human race with the misuse of artificial intelligence technology. Transfer of AI weapon technology to China. Oh, I wonder why Eric Schmidt is in this lawsuit. Remember, Eric Schmidt was the one that when he, when he left Google... He went over and created China's social credit system, the Dragon, the Dragonfly or Dra Dragon something. But he's the one that helped China create that social credit system now. So we have more transferring of, of our own technology to China. Complicity and genocide in China. And we have a bunch of genocide convictions. But as you go down, it gets worse. We have bio-digital social programming of the human race by use of their biometrics and artificial intelligence. 
brainwashing humanity with AI coding and algorithm bias, which is already happening now with Google, cultural genocide by misuse of artificial intelligence, breach of implied covenant of good faith and fair dealing, defamation, negligent infliction of emotional distress, masking genocide with AI technology, fraud and intentional deceit, religious discrimination, failure to engage in interactive process, and AI censorship and banning AI, Trump, China, and the weaponization of robotics with 5G and masking artificial intelligence dangers to humanity with use of artificial intelligence. And this is the big one, number 26. This AI was creating an artificial intelligence system that can recognize and decode if humans are resistant to artificial intelligence. So that is basically saying if humans are able to think of ways to throt or become a threat to this intelligence, this artificial intelligence are able to get ahead of that and stop that threat, which would be humans. You guys realize how big this is. And as you go down, this is the case summary facts. Endangering humanity with the misuse of artificial intelligence, complicity in genocide and aiding in physical genocide inside of China by transferring AI technology, engaging in cultural genocide of humanity, and controlling and programming the human race by social engineering via AI coding and AI algorithmic biometric manipulation. Right now, guys, China is a cesspool of using the ones that china does not like that is against their communistic views they are the ones that are testing their these technologies that eric schmidt is still developing for china he's still over there he's still helping china create this just insane ai technology whatever it is and it's using it on these people that the prisoners people that are any kind of threat to china to china at all and that's what's that's what's being tested on so we have endangering and threatening all the world's citizens and humanity by misusing and weaponizing artificial intelligence, quantum computing, robotics, 5G, machines, smartphones, smart homes, smart cities. You guys that have your smartphone, uh, your smart homes, besides your phones, I don't know how you get away from it unless you just get a flip phone, but all your smart technology, you got to get away from it. It's Everything's being tracked. We have, we have nanotechnology, cloning, gene editing, cybernetics, bioengineering, and the creation of a digital AI brain linked to Google search engine, which I believe is DeepMind, with the use and extraction of humanity's biometrics data, digital biometric codes, including facial, voice, health, organ, neural network, and body recognition technology, thus controlling humanity's thoughts, actions, biology, biometrics, brain neural pathways, the human body's neural networks, the reprograms all human brain, uh, human beings through social engineering and biodigital social programming without their consent. I'm going to link this in the description, guys, but this is what's been going on. And this person here, this uh, Cyrus, he was obviously working on this technology. He was working. It's called the AI organization. He had some kind of hand in it. But he's... He's realizing the enormity of what is what they're doing. And now he's suing these companies. All these companies. And this was who knows how long this has been going on. It's guys, it's this is this is what 
this is something that could end human beings in general. They are creating a social network that can pick up on our tendencies, our actions, our thoughts, and they're creating the technology that we all use daily to funnel us and control us through this technology that they're building. It says, without their consent, knowledge, understanding, or free will, extracting humanity's digital footprints in breach of the Nuremberg Laws and engaging in irresponsible and unsafe research and development of artificial general intelligence or artificial superintelligence that could enslave or kill off humanity or give the power to the defendants to enslave humanity in numerous ways on the 5G and other developing networks. And guys, just to give you a heads up, this is just page 5 of 50. I, w- I, have, I didn't have the time to dive into this. Just reading the charges and the, the uh, recap and summarization of the case facts was enough to be like, I got to tell everybody about this. Because I see I see other Anons and other people talking on Twitter about this, but I see no mainstream media outlet talking about this. This is a huge case, absolutely huge. And when I looked up anything related to Q drops to this, I found some. Drop 571, tech CEOs, Twitter, Facebook, Google, uh, Amazon, Tesla, Reddit, media. It says, at Jack, who we know is the, um, the Twitter CEO, MZ, Mark Zuckerberg, Eric Schmidt, who I just told you guys, ex-CEO uh, of Google, who's helping China create these AI systems, John Brennan, Elon Musk, Steve Hoffman, mainstream media, etc. And Q says, do you know that we know? Do you know that we, that we see all? Do you know that we hear all? Fear the storm. Nobody playing the game gets a free pass. Nobody. Q. And most of those names that we just read here. Look, guys. They're all listed in these defense, these defense cases. So I don't know what's going to happen with this. I feel bad for the judge that's going to get this. Because this is going to be one hell of a case to be fighting in court. And there's going to be big, big players, high-powered lawyers that are going to be representing these big tech companies. Who knows what's going to happen? But again, we have the connections here. You have Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. And I don't know if Musk, if is he on humanity's side? I, it, it seemed, there's so many contradicting things. I feel like he is... Maybe good, but I just don't know. But either way, guys, I wanted to get this out there. I wanted you to see this case because this is going to be developing. And you can see here, these are the players. The players in the drop. There's a drop here. These are the players. So you have, obviously, uh, Musk, Schmidt, at Jack, and Zuckerberg right there. And Facebook's been in serious trouble the last few years getting lost, getting uh, sued. And look how much money the defense is asking or demanding. $2.3 trillion in damages. That is a massive, massive amount of money. So, guys, let everyone know about this stuff. This stuff is happening now. This is real. This is You can't get any more real than this. These are the stories. This is why I started this channel, to get stories like this out, to let people know that this stuff is happening. So 
With that, guys, that is going to end today's episode. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. You guys are amazing. You guys have also been showing your support, and I really appreciate it. I see it in the numbers. Thank you so much. Um, starting in January, I believe, I'm going to get my business license so I can set up um, an account so I can finally start getting some monetization as far as donations, getting a store set up, and really getting this channel to where it needs to be. Um, it is going places. My, my third grade teacher literally... I haven't spoken to since I was a kid. Hit me up just last week. She saw my post. She added me on Facebook and she said she is a full on Q believer. She's the only one in her family and she's working on them. And her little boy is the one that showed her a Q for the first time. And now she's hooked and she found my channel. And she was one of the nicest teachers I had. And she reached out to me just this past week and I thought it was one of the coolest things. This message is getting out to people, guys. And even if you're the ones that are out there um, spreading the word and you feel like it's not getting anywhere, that's not true. Just because you're not getting likes or retweets, people are reading it. That is the most important part. You're planting seeds. And that's what matters. You can't force or tell anyone how to live their life and tell them, you know, you're idiots. You can't go about it that way. You just have to present the facts. There's people listening. We are all in this and we need to get the word out. And the only way we're going to do it organically is if we spread the word ourselves and depend not anyone else but ourselves. Okay? So there is my spiel for today. So thank you guys again for listening. We are killing it. The subscribers are going up. Subscribe, like, share. Tell your friends and family about it, about this channel. And guys, be nice out there. Christmas is almost around the corner. And uh, let's have a good time, all right? So there's going to be some interviews hopefully coming up. I'm going to be interviewing Crypto Mike. We're going to be talking about the Fed, um, cryptocurrencies, cool stuff like that that's related to the Great Awakening. And we'll see where the week takes us. So until then, guys, if I don't see you before Christmas, have a Merry Christmas. There's much love here, much love from the Woke family. And until then, stay woke.